You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. It is over 50 days that Israel has been at war with the Hamas as it broke the ceasefire back on October 7th. I want everyone to realize that on October 6th, Israel had a ceasefire with Hamas from the last confrontation when they were bombing Israel and attacking us. And the Hamas started the war on October 7th. And this is where we are today. We're going to be talking about these following topics, truth or nuance, truth or ceasefire, denazification, have Gazans had enough of war, and stitching economic comments with lawfare. That is our show today. Our weekly guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. And he commentates on Mideast and world issues. So I want to welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. So uh, we are in the midst of a supposed ceasefire and Israel's already gotten back uh, some of our kidnapped. They have been basically uh, women and some children. The Hamas has not kept their word. They have, they were supposed to return more children and they're not at the moment. Uh, there is a lot of claiming on both sides that the other side is not keeping to the ceasefire. And it's true Hamas is not keeping to the ceasefire, although they are accusing us of that. And uh, we have a lot of topics to talk on, as you said, truth or nuance. So where would you like to start? Well, that's just, um, I, I, just want to, I want to start actually with a, with a comment or an observation, which may be inaccurate, but, it's, um, uh, but it seems to be something that I'm, that I'm seeing and has been uh, uh, verified by several journalists from around the world that have visited here. And I hope this is right, but I think the most important long-term result facing Israeli society from this war is that Israelis are uh, increasingly seeming to return to, to be returning to faith. Uh, and this has been the case now for about two decades, but it, the war is clearly accelerating this. And I think this is um, a fascinating. Uh, a result of the war. So meaning that when you say faith, you're talking about our biblical roots and our belief in God. Well, yes, but I think it goes more than that. Uh, belief in God is sort of abstract, but I think people are doing it much more in a much more practical manner as well. Uh, we've seen um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 thousands of requests for, for tzitzit, for, for soldiers that not are not religious and they want to wear where now the, 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 how do you say the, the, the fringes, the, um, I forgot the word. Before. Anyway, we're seeing also, we're seeing all sorts of things like that, that are, uh, clearly beyond just saying, yes, I Ritual believe in God. Ritual fringes, I think it's called. We're yeah. Things, things that are actual, actually on a, on a practical level. People are feeling it now. People are keeping the Sabbath more. People are dressing more modestly. I don't know about Sabbath. That, that, I, that do. I, I do. I do. I do. I do. Okay. I, I don't know about that. I can't say. But okay. What, what, what we seem to be seeing right now, and this is an observation, and I can't verify it, certainly not um, quantitatively or anything like that, 
but we seem to be seeing that more and more people are returning to faith, and and uh, uh, I think the horrible shock and the fury that uh, um, uh, accompanies it from uh, what happened on 7th of October has had a profound psychological effect upon the entire Israeli society that um, uh, I think will have a very long-term effect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this is true. This is true. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay, so let's go on now to the issue of uh, a truce or a ceasefire. What's what's the difference? What are we talking about here? Uh, uh, you began to mention that when, when when you first came on. So first, let's let's say in terms of the deal itself. I mean, I've characterized this uh, in the past. The deal is a terrible deal, and it's absolutely essential. The deal? So, you mean the ceasefire? The, I don't. Know if, I'm not. I'm intentionally not using that term. That is an incorrect term. It is not a ceasefire. Okay, so for Israel to do anything that can be interpreted as prolonging suffering of the hostages, even if freeing them helps the murderers and is likely to subject others to future cruelty, was simply not possible, at very least from the standpoint of the electorate. Remember, uh, uh, democracy is always messy. So in a democracy, among um, uh, uh, beyond anything else, a, 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 a democracy under attack needs to have one thing more than anything else, and that's unity of the population. So the, it was not possible, as far as I can tell, for the government to have not done this deal, even though the deal is not a very good deal. And it's horrible to say that, but clearly getting anybody back is absolutely essential. Getting 50 back will be ph ph phenomenal. If we actually succeed in getting that, hopefully we'll get them all back, but I doubt that very much. We, we already know that some unknown number of them were taken when they were already dead. Right. Um, but that, that's where it says right now. Remember, these people have been buried in holes underground, literally and figuratively, for two months. No days, no nights. They've been beaten, probably deprived of nutrition, water, medical, constantly terrorized. It's and worse, they will ever recover from the experience. It's a horrible experience. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, some of these were people who survived the Holocaust, and they have to survive something like this again. You, you can't get much worse than that. Um, but we need to understand, in terms of what I said at the beginning of this, the the the, the different terminology: a truce or a ceasefire or a pause. These words have highly significant meanings in Arabic. So it's important that we do not misuse the terminology. This is not a ceasefire. What we had on October 6th was a ceasefire. This is not a ceasefire. This is a pause, and there is a significant difference between them. All Everyone right. acknowledges both sides. Uh, I should say every side, including those, those that are, that are uh, uh, helping with the, um, with the uh, uh, um, uh, negotiations. Everyone acknowledges that this is, from the very beginning, a temporary pause. It is meant to be temporary, and is meant to be the, the fighting is meant to resume with full force as soon as this is over. So there are differences in terminology. Terminology does matter. Um, I would say that at least for now, and certainly I don't know what's in. I can't read the minds of people that I'm 
of, of people at all, and certainly not people that I'm not with at the time. So I don't know that this is the correct book. I would say that at this point in time, the resumption of the war is absolutely obvious. Everyone is agreed on at least one thing. Even the, 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 the most radical people here are agreed Hamas must be utterly destroyed. Bombs will continue. In, in the unlikely event, in my estimation, that the truce actually holds for four days, the pause holds for four days, one thing is very clear. If, if Biden and et al. pressures Israel not to resume the war and make sub subsequent deals, there will be a decisive turning point in alliance with Israel. Israel will begin to search in earnest for alternative structures. And believe me, anyone in the United States listening to this, if you think that the United States is utterly omnipotent and that Israel does not matter, you're wrong. The implications are far beyond the current war or the political fates of either Biden or Netanyahu. The United States will never be forgiven if they do that. And Jews forever is thousands of years long. Washington does not want to pro-China Israel, believe me. There is no debate the hostage deal is awful for Israel, viewed from national security. The deal is lopsided. I, I want to understand you. You're saying that Israel might go to look for other allies that will... If the United States... But China is for, is, is, is not on our side. China is, is, is helping uh, the, the Hamas. China is on one side only. China is on the side of China. Right. That's been the case for thousands of years and has not changed with the present government. If the United States shows itself to be, to betray Israel, I do not predict what will happen, but I'm certain that what will happen will not benefit the United States. Okay. You know, I'll I, I, I relate a, a, a little anecdote from my own personal history. Many, many years ago, after, the, uh, after being in, 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 in reserve duty for, for the Yom Kippur War for six months, I went to the United States and I went to work for University of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, and, and, uh, and I helped to install a new uh, mainstream, a mainframe computer. It was an enormous machine. From 1974, uh, a computer was the size of a, of a barn. I mean, this is really big. Right. And um, uh, I had, a, I had a, a good friend there, not girlfriend in the, ten, in the terms of romance, but uh, she was a good friend that we worked with, and we, and we, were, we were very good friends. And um, she was being harassed by somebody who was there, a fellow worker. And I walked up to him one day and I said, you know something, um, if you continue to harass Edith in this way, I will take your arm off and shove the bloody end down your throat. <laughs> and he puffed up very much so and he said you really think you can do that he was like the state champion for um um uh, what do you call it uh, fencing and i said i don't know but i promise you that you'll be very uncomfortable i try <laughs> okay so washington definitely does not want to betray israel at this point i know that there's a lot of debate in washington right now and that debate is legitimate i'm not interfering in what in, in american internal affairs, but if Washington is perceived to betray Israel at this point, in this case, after 
1,500 people were, were slaughtered in the most brutal manner. And by the way, at least 100 have still not been identified. There was that, it was that awful what, what was done. If Washington betrays us at this point, they will never be forgiven by the Jewish people. Never. Well, and I would I say not just the Jewish people, but other people are watching, time. and they're going to see like a, a pattern with this with this administration, with them abandoning abandoning the people in Afghanistan, abandoning uh, some people perhaps in in maybe I don't know in Ukraine or whatever, but. Uh, we, we've seen that it's a very weak administration in that sense of, of being loyal and, and having people's back. You can All talk and say, we've always true, got your back, but it's just talk. Have a memory like Jews have. Okay. All right. So keep going. Anyway. Okay. So let's go on to the issue of someone asked a question and it's a very, very important question. I want to address it as thoroughly as I possibly can. And the question was, uh, uh, um, uh, one of our listeners asked the question, can Gaza's population be not, be not, de not I don't know how to say this, denazified, is that the way, or denazification, de re-educated, quote, the, f quoting from the, the, the listener's uh, question, the way the Germans went through a denazification process after World War II. Well, let me answer that uh, uh, as thoroughly as I can. First of all, there was no German denazification process after World War II. That is a mistake, a very common mistake. It did not occur. There was a denazification process in Germany sponsored by the United States and its allies, but it didn't actually happen. It was a PR process. In parallel with that, the entire... Uh, 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 foreign affairs establishment of the United States, which included at the time the State Department and the, at that time, nascent CIA, were totally infiltrated by Galen and his fellow Avware operatives, in other words, high-level Nazis that were um, uh, taken off from the, the so-called Eastern Front the German Eastern Front, who had been working basically against the Soviets, and they were incorporated into American foreign policy establishment. So first of all, the comparison, the, 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 the question as it is termed, is simply an incorrect question. There was no denazification in Germany, and in my personal estimation, there can be no, no, no denazification process in Gaza either. Why? Well, if you look at, for instance, the um, uh, uh, there's a video put out by memory of a, um, uh, a kindergarten graduation in Gaza from, uh, I think it was three, three years ago, four years ago, I forget when. And it's on, and you can get it on YouTube. It's very, it's very common. It's very popular. Millions of people have seen it. And the, 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 the kindergarten children, kindergarten, six years old, are taught how to kill are taught not only that it's their duty and their honor to kill Jews, they're even at that, at that age taught how. They're taught how to stick their thumbs into people's eyes and take their eyes out. In actual practice, you don't 
you don't change that with a uh, hocus pocus when they when they've imbibed that from the from the age of of three four and five years old okay and, and what about the next generation well that's possible but that you know you but you're talking about a total re-education process and remember who trains them the teachers that are training them that will be training them are teachers that grew up the same way that these nazis from 7th of october grew up so who's going to train now you're going to you're going to bring in other people, other Arab-speaking people from I don't know where to to as as teachers. Okay, so then what what is what would be um, a solution? I'm not talking about a solution. What I'm talking about is that the the the, 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 the listener asked a question. I'm claiming that that question was a improperly not not his fault, of course, or the her fault, whatever. Um, not the listener's fault. But it was improperly phrased because no such action occurred in Germany. And I. Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Okay, um, we're going to try to get him back. In the meantime, we have a caller. And we're gonna, we have Antonio calling in from the United States. Hi, Antonio. What's your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk? Um, I don't I agree with Dr. Mordechai. I think that. The individuals of Palestinians cannot be reformed, not in this not in this time frame, because the United Nation teaches them how to hate Jews and and do for it. So that that uh, it's a dominoes effect. So it's going to take a long, I mean, over twenty or thirty years, God's willing, for them to be reformed or want to be reformed to see the light. But that is they're bred into that kind of uh, false doctrine. And they enjoy it, and usually the 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 parent, the mother, a mothers, are the one that teaches them at a very young age. Okay, but I don't see that happening very soon. Okay, stay with us for a moment because we have Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem back. Uh, did you hear his question and answer? Yeah, I didn't go away. I don't know. What oh, okay. Happened. All right. No, I I had a <laughs> dead air from you for for a moment. All right. So, d- would you like to answer, Antonio? Oh, I think I think she's simply agreeing with what I said. I don't see that there's any possibility of that happening. They, they've imbibed this from their mother's milk, literally. They always have. They always will. I don't think there's any way to change that. Antonio, do you but want to say one things, last thing? One of the things, they keep this lie saying, you know, that Gaza, Israel is theirs. As long as they keep on that lie, the false n- narrative, they're not going to change, to show us who they are. God cannot lie and will not lie. He says it in the Bible, in the Torah, he meant it. Always remember that. A snake cannot change. Who's going who's gonna to be crazy put their hands, and, and not me, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in some snake and say, hey, snake, I like you? Not in this century. Never. Ever. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, Antonio. I, I, I worked for many years in the in the in the on the issue of um, of um, 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 making energy from waste products. And one of the waste products that's common to use for making energy is uh, tires, used tires. And uh, an interesting thing about tires is that there's no way to to uh, um, uh, uh, um, extinguish a fire that's 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 uh, of, of burning tires. So if you have a mound of tires somewhere and it, and it gets ignited, there's only one way to extinguish it, dynamite. You blow it up, and each little piece 
will burn itself out. Hmm. It's the same thing with really? the people like that, like the people in Gaza. There's no way to extinguish Whoa, what they have. Okay. The only way is to spread them out around the world so that they can't cause harm. Hmm. But see, one of the things also I realize, other, other um, Islamic countries just don't want them in their, in their, um, on their land or facility or whatever country. So it's, it gives you it gives you a detail, something behind the scene, knowing that they know that this false narrative of being Palestinian. I don't. There's no being Arabic, so I call it what it is. A Palestinian. Um, it's it's false. It's a lie. So how can they trust trust them if you know? No, no. Yeah, absolutely correct. There's just no way you can, you can take a person and you can educate them. But when a person has been educated to kill, and even more than that, to be killed, a person is educated to desire to be killed in honor of something. There's no way to change that. That's too late. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, you're right, unfortunately. And that's a multi-generational thing. Thank you for your call, Antonio. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Okay. All right, you too. Be well. Be safe. All right. I should mention just in, the, in, in, in that in that uh, in that respect that two Arabs last night, I think it was last night or the night before, were killed in, in uh, Ju- uh, Judea and Samaria by other Arabs, not because they were accused of being uh, collaborators with Israel or something like that, because they refused to either express agreement or disagreement with Hamas. They were neutral, so they were killed. This is this is a, the level of violence that we're talking about. Well, it's it's a cultural thing as well, I believe, because they put less value on life. No, you're wrong. They put a great value on life, but they put a value on life as it is as in terms of how you end life. We put a value on living life. They put a value on exterminating life. Even their own. Okay. All right. And that's written in the Quran. I mean, <laughs> Muhammad himself said, we will win because they love life and we love death. I thought that's what I said, but okay. <laughs> All right. Where are we? We're on uh, truth or ceasefire. We did that. Denazification. We did that. Yeah. Let's go to uh, economics, the issue of economics. Okay. Stitching economic comments with lawfare. First of all, define lawfare to our listeners. Okay. Everybody's familiar with the word warfare. Lawfare is uh, 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 fighting with somebody on the legal battle on the legal legal battlegrounds. My uh, tongue is uh, betraying me today. Uh, the legal the legal battleground. So you can do, for instance. Um, for instance, uh, 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 there's a phenomenal lady that I've met several times and never ceases to amaze me, uh, Nitsana Dawson Leitner, who um, uh, uh, defends people who have been hurt by terrorists. Uh, as a, she's a lawyer, an international lawyer, and she, she defends people who have been harmed by terrorists and, and sues them and sues the, uh, the terrorists. And she's, uh, she's uh, um, uh, 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 succeeded phenomenally throughout court systems, throughout the United States, in Europe, and everywhere. I mean, phenomenal works that she's done. Just phenomenal. Um, and I forget what she calls their, 
the the her center, but she's an she's like the the Is it Honenu? in the world on lawfare. Is it Honenu? No, no, no. That's no, a no. different one. Honenu okay. is sort of a, a an afterthought in that. Okay. She's, she's the originator of it, and she does. Uh, um, I don't. I forget the name of this, this but you can look up Nitsana Darshan Leitner. She's phenomenal. I mean, also easy in the eyes, but that's that's besides the point. Um, but she's really she's brilliant, and she does really phenomenal work. Anyway, so that's that's what lawfare means. Okay, so how did Hamas members become who and what they are? All right, well, we just spoke about that essentially uh, a moment ago. Uh, uh, how can people be turned into monsters? The answer, of course, is education. The United Nations education with European oversight. Uh, a, 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 a true story from a few years ago. A boy was brought into court for murder. And he's, he claimed that he was not guilty. And the judge said, but you just said that you did kill the person. He said, no, I claim that I killed it. Because a Jew is not a person. A Jew is a pig. And therefore, he's a, he's a pig uh, masquerading as a person, therefore I have a right to kill him. How do you take that out of a person? This is the education that they're getting. There are hundreds of captured Hamas monsters over the last over the last seven weeks. Hundreds of them have been captured. They're not exactly the bravest people in the world. They can talk about all all they want, but they're not exactly they're not really very brave. So hundreds and hundreds of them have been captured. Nobody knows at this point how many hundreds, but it's many, many hundreds. What are we supposed to do with them? Are we going to bring them to trial in a normal court of law with a, with a, 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 a standard kind of indictment, etc.? We all know that our, our legal system is, is full of basically um, um, ridiculous traitors that don't know what they're doing. That's what the whole, all, the whole issue of, the, of all the demonstrations were before October 7th. I, I, the whole country is, is disgusted with our own legal system. I got the name for you. It's Shurat Hadin. Correct. I thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal lady, by the way. Anybody who's interested in the subject, I strongly recommend her, 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 uh, her site and her things. She, she's absolutely brilliant. Um, so what do we do with these people? And I'll, and I'll, 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 I'll jump ahead of myself right now and I'll say, I, I don't have the answer. I, don't, I, I barely have the questions here, okay? So we know that normal legal procedures, proceedings will take many, many years. Phenomenally expensive. They're very inefficient. Hundreds of Hamas-tolerant judges are, uh, around the world, the world waiting to see what Israel does. International war crimes courts are even are even less than useless. Just to give an example, the Irish prime minister, upon the release of this nine-year-old girl who was 50 days in a hole on the ground, what, what did he say? He released a message after the nine-year-old kidnapped hostage, Emily Hand, who's an Irish citizen, was released from hostage, that he's relieved that the, quote, lost child was found. He, didn't, he refuses to acknowledge that she was kidnapped. She was lost. The poor thing got lost. She went wandering in, in the, in, 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 and fell into a tunnel under Gaza. This is, the, this is Europe. So what are we going to do with, the, with these monsters that we've captured? There is no difference between Sinwar and, and, and the Irish prime minister. Sinwar refuses to release Americans to show that Biden is weak.
Okay. He knows, but he didn't release Americans. Why? Because he doesn't respect America. And this is in, pro, in, the, in parallel with American ships being um, uh, 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 hijacked in the high seas, pirated by, the, by both uh, 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 um, Iran directly, the IRGC, and, and also by the Houthis. U.S. soldiers are bombed now more than 70 times. And the United States continues to fund, fund Iran. So, from what I've been able to gather so far, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the questions on the table. I don't have answers. I'm not a legal scholar. All I can do is ask the questions. I don't know how to answer them. Seemingly, from what I've been able to find, the Israeli, um, uh, 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 how do you say prakritut in the English? Um, um, it's the, it's the, um, <laughs> this, it's the, it's the prosecutors. Prosecutors, thank you. Sorry, I lost the word. I lost it too. Uh, as I said, my tongue is uh, betraying me today. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, so the Israeli prosecution has been debating for, for weeks now what to do with these people. Seemingly, and again, this is unclear completely, the direction is to use the Nazi war crimes trial laws as they were uh, uh, as were used for Eichmann. Everyone might, probably remembers that uh, Adolf Eichmann was uh, captured and he was tried by Israel and eventually hung. Um, um, in today's Israel, a sentence for death does exist in the legal system. Whereas Ben Gvir again was wrong when he uh, uh, demanded to pass a law to allow death sentence for, for, for terrorists. A law so, such as that does exist. He's a lawyer. He should know that. Maybe he's just trying to make noise. I don't know. Um, uh, 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 the law does exist. It can be used. The problem is, A, the prosecution. Can they write a indictment like that? Will they write an indictment like that? And of course, the, the, the legal system as it exists in the country right now the judiciary, as it exists in the country right now, is simply untrustworthy. <coughs> okay, let's go to a caller in the Middle East. Can we go to a caller? Just because he's oh. calling from the UK, so it's long distance. All oh, right, we have uh, we have Will joining us from the UK. Hi, Will. What's your comment or question? Yeah, every nation, God says in the Bible, I will come against you as an eagle. Every nation that's gone against Israel, the Nazis, the Romans. Um, the Greeks and the Babylonians, as far as I could research, have used the eagle as some sort of emblem. Now Israel should fear anybody who has the eagle as an emblem. America has the eagle as an emblem. And soon it's going to turn against Israel. The, that little boy, Nathan, who died in Israel a couple of years ago and came back to life, he said America are going to go against Israel. If you look at the Illuminati playing cards, it has Trump as the president of America. And these cards were made in 1990, years before Trump became president. He's going to get back into power, and he's going to lead America against Israel. And it says in Hosea 8, Set the chauffeur to thy mouth, and he shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord. Trumpet is a chauffeur is a trumpet. Trumpet is a similitude of Trump. 
and he shall come as an eagle, the U.S. emblem against the house of the Lord. Israel's being very brave while it thinks it has America God in its back, but soon you won't have America God in your back. The, the children of darkness are playing chess, and the Israelis are playing checkers. You've got to wise up. The Bible says in the end days that it will bring all nations against Israel. How are they going to do this? They're yeah, we know the that. Against, they're going to turn the world against Israel. We we well like, know wake that. Wake up William. and rise. Wake up and start playing chess instead of checkers. Yes, or eat them for lunch before they eat you for dinner. Yeah, we know. Thank you. I appreciate your call. I do. Thank all you, right. Will. All right. Do you want to respond to that, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem? Oh, basically all I can say is that it was well said. I I don't mean that as a pun. Well said, not well said. Okay, but uh, it was well said. Uh, 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 I I can't disagree with anything you said. I I wouldn't play on the words of Trump and Trumpet because that's not English, English, but that's sort of that part of it is irrelevant. But uh, everything else that he said about the the eagles and etc., I agree. There's no problem with that. Well, it's you don't have to agree with it. That's what the Bible says, that Israel is a nation that dwells alone. It's nothing I new agree. there. I agree with the, with the caller said. I think maybe, maybe Will is reading the Bible, and he's discovering it for the first time uh, maybe a few years ago when he... But, you know, we've all been brought up with that. We all know that. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have another about uh, 10 minutes or so to finish okay, your other topics. On. Sorry? Let, let me just give an example of, of an issue of, of what the legal problems are, the legal um, difficulty is. In the United States, several planners of 9-11 were actually arrested in 2001, not last year, 20 more, 20 more, uh, tw- more than 20 years ago. They're still on trial. Their trials have not completed yet. That's how complex this kind of a trial is. And the American legal system, if you like it or dislike it, it works. So these people have been on trial now for some 22 years. So so, now now let me connect what I said at the beginning of this, that I I want to connect the the issues of the legal issue, the lawfare issues, with the economics. Okay? So let's look at the economic side of of this issue that I'm talking about right now. In the in the EU right now, liquefied natural gas is selling for a, uh, for an average about $51 per million BTUs. That's, that's the way um, uh, uh, energy is um, 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 measured. Uh, um, measured. Priced. Priced. Oh, priced. Okay. Uh, uh, $51 per, BT, per million BTUs. In the United States, the same million BTUs sells for $2.90. $2.90, $3, let's call it as opposed to $51 in Europe. There is no way European industry can survive for this much longer. That is totally uncompetitive. It's just not possible. Today, the United States is the largest exporter in the world of liquefied natural gas. And they are, frankly, bleeding Europe dry. Germany is rapidly losing its industrial base. In the past 15 years, the United States economy has expanded by 76%, Germany by 19%. Western city, cities throughout the world, if you're talking about Sydney, Australia, or New York, or whatever, are filled with rats. Rats, as in R-A-T. 
are rat-filled, they're dirty, they're unsafe, they're medieval. Almost every major city around the Western world today is just crumbling. That's not just the United States. Germany is, once again, not, this is not shocking, the top European purchaser from Iran and the top and the fourth largest supplier to Iran for Iranian, for Iranian imports. And I'm not accusing Germany of being necessarily evil in the sense this is just, this is just what Europeans do. It's like 1935 all over again, people. In all of European history, one of the things that has been co absolutely consistent always throughout European history, aside from inebriation and, and anti-Semitism, greed trumps morality. Greed will always take a, a, a stronger stand in European society than, than almost anything else. Okay, we have a caller. Can we take a caller now, or do you want to finish something? Sure. sure we have uh, calling us Stan from uh, Ontario, Canada. From the, I should say, the oh, Occupied I, Territories I of an, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Hi there, Stan. Are you a first-time caller? You know what? You you know what? I have an idea what this war is. Uh, like you retook Gaza now, and you know all the promised land you get around Israel. Like Lebanon, user going to be inheriting in Syria. I think God is actually giving you the land promised you through this war, is what I believe. You know what, Stan? You could be right. You could be right. I, I was certainly want to hope that you're right, but the, but the, but the the road is still very long. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I'm, I'm going to say why I think that Stan could be right. First of all, I don't know if, every, if everyone here knows, but Gaza is actually Jewish land. Jews lived there until maybe like around uh, less than 100 years ago, or sometime the British kicked the Jews out of Gaza. 1929. In 1929, yeah, so it's like uh, plus minus 100 years ago, and uh, in fact, I believe, and I don't have the source for it, I wish I did, that uh, some of the soldiers found a, a Torah scroll that was dated from that time, that they found it in Gaza, which is fascinating. I, I, I'd like to, if anybody has that uh, story sourced, please send it to me tomorrow at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com or info at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. But I, you know, I have, everyone knows that I've got two boys right now who are serving and they're both in the South. One is right now in Gaza. The other one might also be in Gaza or he's waiting to go in. I, I don't know because they take their phones right before they go in. But in any case... Um, I was I was distraught at first because I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, we're sending in boots on the ground and there's still all these buildings standing and there's snipers and booby traps everywhere. Why don't we flatten Gaza before we send our boys in there? There are children. How do we do such a thing? And I, I finally got to the point in my personal, what we say in Hebrew, emunah, my faith in God that... You know what? They might be under the leadership of the, uh, they might be under the, the uh, power of the leadership, but who controls the leadership? Right? right, God Almighty, and and right and though the the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, kept saying we're not going to retake Gaza, we're not going right. to put Jewish settlement well, back in yeah. there, I'm thinking, you know what? Back in 1967, 
when we uh, were in the Six-Day War, we were attacked, and we had to defend ourselves, and we won the war in six days. We had no uh, military aims whatsoever to liberate the Temple Mount and Judea and Samaria and, and et cetera, et cetera. That wasn't our objective. We wanted just to defend the country. But God forced it into our hands. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe uh, as much as the prime minister says, no, we're not going to annex uh, Gaza. We're not going to put Jewish settlement back in there. You know what? Maybe God's going to force it on us that we're going to have to do it. You know, who knows? And the same thing that with southern Lebanon, uh, they're attacking us now, too, with, through the Hezbollah. And southern Lebanon belongs to Israel. It is part of the tri- the tribal territory oh, of Asher. Right. Asher. And up above that, a little bit to the east, is Naphtali. It goes even deeper up north and to the east. So these... Well, pl- to the Litani, the Litani River. To the about, Litani River. The, the, okay. The, Southern third of, of Lebanon. So it's fascinating that, you know, it could turn out, just like our caller Stan is saying, that God is going to put it into our hands, not because it's a, an objective, but because it's time. It's time, and God wants us to have this back, and we're and maybe we are indeed in the Messianic age where we're going to see uh, Israel become, uh, and Jerusalem become a light to the nations for everyone, and and everybody knows if you've studied eschatology and you know you, you know you know the Bible. So, uh, Stan, did you want to say one last thing before we say goodbye? Oh yeah, and and yeah, and and being being Jordan's on that list, you'll need the uh, Jordan Valley. You'll have to retake the Jordan Valley. So, because in the next war, you're going to get rid of the uh, Muslims and Russians in the next war. So. Uh, so, well, I believe that, yeah, you're going to reach this God's giving you the land. Then the next war, you somehow get Jordan, get the Jordan Valley somehow, because that's where all the Russian Muslims are going to be buried in the future after Ezekiel 37 or 38. Are you a first-time caller, Stan? Yeah. I, oh, no, no, I used to phone you back in 2005. Ah, I, I, okay. That's a long back, time back ago. In that area. Stan Bowman. Well, Stan, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you on one thing. We have the Jordan Valley. We don't have to take it back. He, I think he means well, that. I think he. Ready? My daughter lives in the Jordan Valley, but <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he means that where the tribal areas of uh, Gad, G A D, Gad uh, in English, I guess, and Reuben or Reuven, and half the tribe of Manasseh were on the on the eastern side of the Jordan River. So maybe that's what he means. Yeah, but that's mostly well, in the, where, in the Golan where, where area. Where is this Muslim horde going to be buried in the Jordan Valley then? In Ezekiel thirty-eight, there or yeah, but that's the south. That's, that, that, that's the part that that that's less interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're you're correct, of course, but it's the other side of the Jordan River, but in the southern part, not in the northern part. What okay. Was called, what was called at the time Edom. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Everybody can go just do a Bible map search and you can see. Listen, you know, we don't have to get rid of people. I think that in the end, people like winners, and I think a lot of people wake up and they'll say, you know what? We want to be under uh, a, a, a Jewish uh, commonwealth. We, we, we see that the Arabs that live in Israel today enjoy more freedoms and rights than any other Arabs in any other Arab Islamic country. <laughs> the women are freer here in Israel. People are freer here in Israel. And they'll say, you know what? It benefits us. Uh, you know, we don't have to, hopefully we won't have to see more uh, violence or anything like that, that people wake up and see that, that Israel 
is uh, a holy nation and we want to live together in peace. Israel's always wanted to live together in peace. So well, anyway. we're seeing now with the Abraham Accords. The Abraham Accords have shown that you're exactly right. I mean, there are, a lot, there are all sorts of Arab nations that have come to that conclusion that they want to live with us and they're aware that it's a benefit. Yes, and it is. It is to their benefit. Mohammed bin Zayn said that when when their oil is finished, the next big thing is to trade with Israel. That's what he said. Ah, there you go. And my mother always used to say, you know, with our brains and their oil money, if we just got together, we could make this world such a wonderful place. So anyway, thank you, Stan, for your call. Really appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thanks. Nice talking to you again tomorrow. Okay. Same here. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Mordecai, we have about another uh, another couple of minutes, and then we got to say goodbye. We have another live show following this one. Right. Um, we don't really have enough time, but just I just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, we can't go into it in, in any depth right now. But the issue of uh, uh, um, um, have Gazans had enough of war? What is whatever that means? Had enough? Um, you know, what did Israel gain from this deal strategically? You we mean you mean you mean the the so-called ceasefire? That's what you mean when you say the deal. Yeah. Okay. I, I, again, I refuse to call it a ceasefire. Right. Okay. Yeah. So-called so ceasefire. Okay. Right. Um, uh, 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 we have to remember a couple of things. Everybody in Western media talks about, well, this is bad for Israel because Hamas can reorganize. Yes, but IDF can reorganize as well. <laughs> so we can also take advantage of the of this pause and use it for our benefit. It's not one-sided. Okay? And everybody's saying, okay, but, you know, uh, uh, Hamas wants this deal because they want to stretch time. That's true, but that doesn't mean that we have to be stupid about it. We can, we can use it for ourselves as, as well. There's a there's a, a thing going on here that people aren't aware of, and it's very difficult for people who have not been in warfare, actively in under fire, to comprehend. There has never in the history of warfare been a situation of intense urban warfare where the population remained in place. That has never happened in history. What's happening in Gaza now is unprecedented. There are still about 100,000 Gazans living in Gaza City while the warfare is going on. And they're living there, of course, because Hamas has forced them to stay under gunfire. Hamas has literally killed thousands of Gazans for attempting to leave, as we have been requesting. So, <coughs> so one of the things that we're trying to do is open up a, during this pause, open up corridors for them to escape to the south under the protection of the IDF. And if this happens, then our continuation of the law of the of, of the war in Gaza City will be much, much more simple. Yeah, but the problem is that a lot of them are trying to get back up north to try to get to their, they want to see what became of their their apartments or their homes, you know, etc. That's easy to stop. That's not a problem. That's a, that's a small a technical problem. That doesn't matter. But right now, 100,000 Gazans in Gaza City is a major strategic issue. And one of the things we're trying to do with this pause is to allow them to leave. Hamas was not allowing them to leave. Hamas was killing people, killing Gazans. Remember, Hamas is not Palestinians. They despise the Palestinians. 
just as much as they despise us. They kill they kill more Palestinians than we do. So Hamas has been forcing them to remain in place. This pause is allowing us to open a corridor for them to flee south. We're hoping, I don't have any details yet, we're hoping that this actually works. Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, I would like to see an end to this war and see my son's home peacefully and get married and have families. Absolutely. Please God and all of our soldiers, all of our kidnapped to come home safely, please God and, and very hurriedly with a decisive victory. Please God it should be. Okay. Well, we are at the end of our show. If you have any comments or questions, you can always write us at info at israelnewstalkradio.com or you can write me directly, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at israelnewstalkradio.com. And when, I want to thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, for being with us. And stay safe, everybody. And stay safe, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you very much. And let's, let us all try to stay safe and sane in these ridiculously complex times. <laughs>